0: Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on Talk. We all recall the winking paperclip which said, it looks as if you're composing an email. We all know that chatbots with our broadband provider rarely end up helping much. But now an Irish company, Viatel, is launching generative AI chatbot for MS Teams, which will do a lot more than direct, than direct you just to a website. Finian Nally is the head of Microsoft Cloud Solutions with Viatel and is sitting in front of me. Good morning, Finian. Good morning, Joe. Tell us about this VAI, as you call it. Yeah, it's very exciting for us now. I suppose we're we're having a lot of conversations with our customers about AI. And the one message that keeps coming back is that their staff are exploring ChatGPT and and many, many other AI tools, but the companies simply have no understanding of where their data is going, where the data security is or the governance. So when we sat down, we wanted to make it easy and effective for people to use generative AI and to use chat like ChatGPT like functionality through Microsoft Teams. So We took our expertise around software development and and our Microsoft Azure partnership and built on top of the Microsoft OpenAI platform to implement a chat GPT-like tool on top of Microsoft Teams, but in a very, very secure and data-governed fashion. So let's say I'm in the middle of a Teams call with my colleagues and I want to impress them with some bit of insight. How do I do that? Very simply, I suppose the beauty of Teams is that it's, it's the same interface people are using day in, day out. Uh, the tool we've, we've implemented, it we call it Vi, V-A-I, uh, hence uh, taking a, a slice of the name from Viatel. But it allows me to chat with the Vi agent no more than I would chat with you or, or any other one of my but colleagues. So So Vi agent is not a real human being? No, it's, it's a generative AI uh, bot, uh, so to speak. Without an accent. So um, if you want to do a, some sort of financial analysis, can you do that pretty quickly using this stuff? Absolutely. If, if I'm in the accounts team or the finance team and I want to analyse some data, I can upload uh, some of our, our own internal data onto it. But with the knowledge that that is secure and maybe only people in finance can access that data and I'm not going to have the sales or the HR teams accessing that same data. But that data has to be handed over by the, the company, your client, directly to you, how, how does it say, stay safe and secure? The way we do that is we implement it on the client's own Azure tenant. So there's clear ownership. What's that? Uh, so the client's Azure tenant is where their data is stored in the Microsoft cloud. So the server? Exactly, exactly, yeah. But the beauty of that is that the client has full ownership, there's clear contractual agreements with Microsoft around data sovereignty, data privacy, and they're using our expertise to implement that in a very, very secure fashion. Okay, so it's Microsoft's security that is protecting this particular data. Absolutely. Uh, Getting back to this financial report thing, they're going to have to hand over gigabits or terabits of data to you guys aren't they? It really depends on the company and I think the key message there is that they're in control of the data we're not actually looking at the data we're not analysing the data it is all within their their control Um, and the volume of data really depends on the company as to what they want to do it can be very very small in terms of financial reports or it can be very very large depending on the analysis. But you are handing over the data and then the the chatbot uh, is analysing it. Part of the chatbot, there's various tools that the, the chatbot uses to uh, analyse the data. Part of it is cognitive services, which I'm, I'm getting a bit technically deeper now. Which we, but we're trying to avoid at half ab- six. Absolutely, absolutely. But I think that's where our secret sauce uh, in Viatel comes into the mix is we're bringing in those components and we're stitching them all together to make it seamless for the end user. Uh, and, you, and you can monetize this, given the fact that, you know, the, it's all sitting on MS Teams. Surely Microsoft gets the benefit. Absolutely. I suppose we're bringing our expertise, our professional services to the fore here. And companies have many, many different needs. And, and as you highlighted there, maybe it's a finance need. Maybe there's a HR need. Maybe there's a sales need. Maybe there's a much, much broader need that uh, a company has to explore AI. But we're giving them the starting point on their AI journey. Now, I thought and I read this that AI is going to bring about the end of the world. Uh, That's a very uh, doom and gloom scenario. I think what we're seeing from many of the reports out there, be it World Economic Forum or Gartner or many, many more, is that there's going to be huge benefits to AI. And really, it's going to take away many of those mundane tasks that people are doing on a day-to-day basis Mm. and allow them to be a lot more productive. Uh, And are Irish companies really getting their teeth into this new development that is AI? Absolutely. You know, the level of interest and demand we're seeing for our customers is phenomenal. I spoke with a customer yesterday who have a team of about 70 people and they were getting asked across their teams, across that that staff of 70 people for seven or eight different AI tools and AI functionality within that small team alone. And we hear it consistently on a day by day basis that people are wanting to explore it, but fundamentally wanting to explore it in a secure and data governed fashion. And do we have enough coders to deal with this new generation of technology? It's a real challenge out there. There's, you know, there's, there is a shortage of staff in, in uh, technical staff across the world, across the globe. We need more people to upskill. And I think with technology like this, some people are calling it the fourth industrial revolution. Mm-hmm. People are naturally going to have to upskill and, and uh, adapt to the situation. And are the universities here providing enough of courses and enough, you know, bring a new, th- a new river of talent coming down? That coming down the mountain? I think the challenge is twofold. Uh, num- number one, I suppose, the pace of change of this technology, it is moving so fast that it is hard for universities and anyone to keep on, on top of it. Hmm. Uh, the second thing is, I don't think it's fully the university's fault. It it's, maybe it goes back to second level and, and getting people interested in, in STEM uh, um, technologies and, and STEM this courses. Is science, technology, engineering and mathematics? Absolutely, absolutely, yeah, and, and steering our, our, our students towards that at a very, very early stage. Uh, and steering them away from the likes of, I don't know, something useless like journalism. <laughs> I'd never class journalism as useless. No, but it, it, it is a serious point that not enough people are doing STEM subjects in school, let alone in university. Absolutely, absolutely. It, it, it's, we see it, you know, in terms of looking at the numbers that are going through two universities and applying for technical courses. Mm. They are lower than be it arts or be it business or be it journalism or them. So we need that ramp up. But that has to start at, at a much earlier phase, at a much earlier stage than just at university stage. And uh, do we need to bring in people from outside Ireland and outside the European Union to meet this you know, educational demand? I think we're in a global market. So, you know, companies like ours, you know, we've a, a broad team. We've actually had 26 nationalities across our team, uh, all based in Ireland. Um, you could so have a mini World Cup. Honest to God, yeah. <laughs> Listen, well done with that and um, best of luck with the new product. That is Finian Nally from Viatel. Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on Talk.